Get ready, we're turning it up. Get ready, get ready, we're turning it up. What's going on, my champs? How we doing? Welcome into another episode on the Pigskin Champs Fantasy Football Podcast. We are your hosts, Justin and Derek. You can find us both on Twitter at pigskin underscore jgonzo and at pigskin underscore drock. We are in it, man. We are getting ready for week six. Week the first five weeks been crazy ones, man. They have uh, a lot of injuries, lots of ups and downs, a lot of high performances, a couple studs that are making their way into the into the into the mix here, man. And how you feeling coming into week six, Dirt? Uh, I'm I'm doing okay, man. Do uh, you know what? I'm doing great, man. I'm doing fantastic. I got a I got a win this week in like the most improbable fashion ever. And I think a lot of people actually won because of the Lamar Jackson, uh, Mark Andrews, Hollywood Brown fiasco on Monday Night Football. I'm down 57 points. I need Lamar. I have Lamar, and my opponent has Colts defense and Jack Doyle. Overtime, Lamar standing on the five, touchdown pass. A touchdown pass would put me .3 points short. Of the win. He throws a touchdown pass. I'm point three short. But he had the Colts defense. My opponent had the Colts defense. And it triggered a scoring threshold. It dropped the Colts defense to negative six points. And I ended up winning. So. Oh, man. Very emotional. Very emotional night. Uh, I definitely needed all of that overtime to get the win. I was down 57 going into Monday Night Football. So it was uh, it was an up-and-down week, but uh, we pulled out the win and uh, ready to move on into week six, man. Yeah, man. Uh, one of my weeks, or one of my leagues this past week, I, I was actually a survivor of the uh, carnage that was happening out there with these points, man. Um, I was in this league where I was I had a very controlling lead. And I'm like, all right, I'm good. I'm like the second highest scorer in the league. I'm like, I'm, I'm kosher right now. And the score came down to 149 to 140 in a half PPR league. And I'm like, whoo, that was close. Like I was, I was up by like probably about 50 or 60 points, dude. And I was like, Damn. I forgot who the guy had, but it was. Yeah. I went up against the Herbert Mike Williams stack and still won. Ooh, they combined yeah, he, for uh, 90 points. Damn. <laughs> so. Yeah, he uh he had the Lamar Jackson and Ravens defense and nice. I ended up winning by 9 points. Well, well, uh yeah, that was a it's a crazy week. Uh that got was, some more stuff coming nuts. up for us. So, start sit, start sit show today Thursday night preview. Justin, you ready to talk let's some news, these man? notes though, man. Let's let's do it. Let's do it. All Tell right. me good news, Derek. Tell me good news. I wish I had a lot of good news for you, but 
unfortunately, it's not all great. It's not all peaches and roses out here in the NFL. All right, so Chris Carson with a neck injury did not practice today. I think that this is a little concerning for Chris Carson managers because, man, he's the, he played last Thursday. The, the game was last Thursday, you know, and he didn't get a limited practice in today. That's a little concerning. So um, I would start making arrangements to not have him this week if you are the Chris Carson manager. Hopefully you have Alex Collins to throw in there. Uh, yeah. Yeah, if you did not pick up Alex Collins off the waiver wire and you are a Chris Carson manager, I wouldn't I wouldn't be opposed if like to go out and see what it would take to acquire him. Like right now there's a possibility where it could be a little bit more serious than than they're thinking and you know Chris Carson could be dealing with a this neck injury for all season long. So if there's an issue out there, uh, Alex Collins didn't look bad. He looked good. He was very productive on the ground. That's about it. So the fact that they lost Russell Wilson, they might want to rely on the running game a little bit more. So if Chris Carson isn't out there, you know, Alex Collins could be the beneficiary of, of a little bit more work. So I would definitely maybe try to go make a trade or something out there. Yeah, you got to secure those backup running backs, man. Uh, you never know when you're going to be able to use them. You know, I think the uh, the Madison managers are, you know, if they don't have Dalvin Cook, then they get a surprise RB1. <laughs> yeah. yeah, every time Dalvin Cook I don't want to talk about all that. <laughs> all <laughs> I'm right. tired of seeing Alexander Madison be good. Yeah. I'm like, man, this could be a this Dalvin Cook. This could be Dalvin Cook, Cook for so, sure. Oh and what's funny, is, what's funny is that I think, isn't Madison getting like more targets than Cook normally does? <laughs> so, yes. Dude, uh, yeah, it's like, it's, it's, it's utilize Cook the way you utilize Madison and we'd be okay. Yeah. So, all right. Let's talk about the Dolphins quarterback situation. Yes, Justin, we do have to talk about this. Uh, Jacoby Brissett, hamstring, limited in practice today. Uh, Tua Tungavailoa returned to practice. They designated him to return from IR from that rib injury. So maybe Tua starts this week. I think he starts if uh, Brissett can't go. I don't think they rely on the third-string quarterback uh, this week. Uh, Let's just bring Ricky Williams back and run Wildcat. (laughs) <laughs> give give Miles Gaskin the chance, man. man. Let him throw the ball a couple times. Uh, all right. Uh, Kyler Murray with a shoulder injury was limited today in practice. Keep an eye on that one. Uh, I don't expect him to miss, but he definitely looked hurt this past week. So uh, we'll see how he looks moving forward. Uh, Sammy Watkins with a hamstring did not practice today either. Um, kind of see this one coming, though, because Sammy's a, a veteran, and veterans normally get Wednesdays off. So, uh yeah, Joe Burrow practices in full today. With uh, he had that throat injury on Sunday, and from what I've seen, he's on quote voice rest, so he just doesn't have to talk this week. Which you know, as an introvert, I would, I would that's heaven for me. You know, if I don't have to talk <laughs> to people, <laughs> um, I'm just kidding. I like talking to you guys on the podcast. So, uh, but yeah, keep an eye on the situation. I think he plays. I think he's all right. Uh, but uh, if he does have problems communicating with the offense, that could be bad for the Bengals. Uh, Melvin Gordon with a leg injury did not practice today either. Uh, Julio Jones with a hamstring returned to practice. Dalvin Cook returned to practice with that ankle injury. 
Good news for you, Justin. Good news. Come on back. I need you in that lineup. Yes, sir. TJ Hawkinson with a knee injury doesn't practice today on Wednesday. Keep an eye on this one, man. He's one of the only pass catchers in this offense that is reliable. Uh, Amon Ross St. Brown should be picked up and rostered in all yes. leagues moving forward. He is starting to emerge, and uh, Quintez Cephas did, I think, break his collarbone. So it's going to be Amon Ross St. Brown, I think, the rest of the season. That could be a, you know, a, a mid-range flex option for you. And uh, yep. somebody that you can... a little bit for that one. Why'd you drop him? Yeah, I ended up dropping him in our big league because I needed to make room for these waiver wire additions. And yeah. he wasn't producing. And I'm like, oh, great. Even more of a reason why, like, because we always thought at the beginning of this the season that Amarase Brown had a, a path to a workload. There was nobody on there that was a uh, a viable option at the wide receiver position. So, you know, I was high on Amarase Brown. I had him in a couple of leagues. I'm like, all right, you know, I think I can wait on this guy. And then the fantasy guy just destroyed everybody on my teams. And it's <laughs> like, I got to go make waiver wire moves. And he was one of the, the cuts. Yeah, that sucks. Uh, I just looked and see if he's available. And uh, no, right. he got picked up the very yeah. next week. Yeah, for sure. All right, uh, Rob Gronkowski by, by a Lions fan. Oh, uh, yeah, t- that's <laughs> typical. That's typical of that guy. Uh, <laughs> love you, Mitch. Uh, Rob Gronkowski with a rib injury ruled out for Thursday night football. We'll talk more Thursday night preview. Joe Mixon uh, did get a limited practice in today with a, with that ankle injury. Uh, I expect him to play this week. Uh, maybe he's still limited. He was limited last week, and I think we said that all morning on Sunday morning on our Start Sit uh, question threads on social media, which everyone should participate in. Those are uh, those are a good time. Uh, ask us your Start, start Sit questions. Uh, Tom Brady with a thumb injury, fully expected to play in Week Six. This is not a. It's not really news, or even a note. He just had a. He just banged his thumb on somebody's helmet, I think. So he's going to be good to go. Christian McCaffrey with a hamstring practice in limited capacity on Wednesday. That's good news for him. Um, he, what, what is the percent chance that you think he plays? The coaching staff said it's 50, 50 shot. So do you believe them or is this more I, of like, we're going to hide our, our true intentions until game day, but he's playing. I don't know, man. Um, from their actions, I really think he plays this week because if he, if they projected him to be out for three weeks, he would have been on IR. You know, he would have been on that short short term IR. So I think this is the game that they were probably most likely projecting him to be back for anyway. So I think we're on the more positive side of that 50-50. Yeah, I hope so. The knee injury placed on uh short term IR shows should be out for three weeks. So we'll monitor that situation as it gets closer. Sterling Shepard and Darius Slayton, both with hamstring injuries, returned to practice on Wednesday for the Giants, getting some much-needed reinforcements. Unfortunately, uh, we still don't have a whole lot of clarity on Daniel Jones yet. He is progressing through the concussion, but he is obviously still in the concussion protocol. So monitor that one. If he does not play, just avoid all Giants players, period. Right? I think that's that's about right. Maybe Kadarius Tony, but it's going to be yes. Glennon, Mike Glennon, throwing the ball. So Yes, Napoleon temper, Dynamite back yeah, there. To temper those expectations. So uh, Nick Chubb missed practice today with a calf injury. 
And Tyreek Hill mispracticed with a quad injury. And also Antonio Gibson with a shin. So just keep an eye on these guys. Uh, Wednesdays are normally practices that veterans don't participate in. Uh, so really check back on Thursday and Friday practice reports. If they're still not practicing by those days, then it starts start. Then it's time to panic. So make moves accordingly, and hopefully we can get those lineups set up for Week Six. All right, Justin. Yes, sir. You ready to move on to the next one? Let's do it, man. But they are who we thought they were, and we let them off the hook. All right. I'm not really liking this segment too much. Uh, just, just, <laughs> just being honest, man. Uh, so. This week, off the hook, uh, talk about our start sits of last week and where they finished, um, kind of defending ourselves a little bit and maybe giving ourselves a little pat on the back victory lap. But, uh, yeah, I didn't really have uh, – I think Daniel Jones would have finished high, way higher than this. if he Daniel Jones was the quarterback 34. He was my start of the week and uh, did go out with that injury early in the game. So, um you know, sucks Come on, to see. man. You didn't know Mike Lennon was taking over? No, I had no idea. I had no idea. All <laughs> right, Baker Mayfield was my sit of the week at quarterback nine. Did not foresee him being in a 90-point shootout this week. I just didn't think that that's something the Browns could poss- could do. So, yeah, definitely missed on that one. Running back, start of the week, Cordell Patterson, RB17. I think that's a hit. I'll take that one. Uh, my sit of the week, Miles Sanders, RB34. That's another hit. I'll take that. Wide receiver, start of the week, LaVisca Chenault. Nothing more to see here. Uh, sit of the week, OBJ, wide receiver 89. The process was right for OBJ, not for Baker Mayfield. I really thought Baker would struggle, especially with that shoulder injury, but I guess he's fine. I guess I guess the Browns offense is fine. My start of the week at tight end, Mo Alley Cla- Cox, tight end 20. Sit of the week was Kyle Pitts, tight end three. All right, defense, (laughs) start of the week. Tampa Bay was a DST eight, and Matt Prater was a kicker, 25. Um, I'll just go ahead and give myself a... uh, It was a tough week, tough week. But, uh, you know, we're going to bounce back. We're going to bounce back, I promise. All right, Justin, talk to me about your guys. How would you do this week? Uh, yeah, man. So for QB position, I said to start Kirk Cousins. He finishes a QB 21 on the season. Uh, looks like the Minnesota Vikings offense has come to a little bit of a stall. They haven't really been as efficient at uh, moving the ball down the field the last couple of weeks. Uh, so take the L on that one. I said to sit Big Ben, QB 19. Uh, that was a pretty weird game. I mean, he he obviously wasn't a very good fantasy finish, but you know, Claypool had a had a big game. Deontay Johnson had a good game in PPR. I mean, Ben, uh, looked, ben looked okay, not, man. QB nineteen is kind of misleading. I mean, he played pretty good. They got the win. I mean, yeah. I know fantasy's a little different than yeah. real life football, but I thought he looked good. The exactly. Line played better. He was a he was a good life fantasy or a good life football, <laughs> like real life football. But for fantasy, he just you know. Couldn't get it. It's it. It hurts, man. Like he's a very stationary quarterback, and you know he he threw for two hundred fifty yards and two passing touchdowns. But you know, like Tom Brady's a stationary quarterback, but he's thrown for four hundred yards and four TDs. Like there's why you know Tom Brady's making it work for fantasy, but 
Big Ben, it's going to be very hard for him to be fantasy relevant due to the fact that it's just, you know, he's not going to, he's not a mobile guy and, you know, he's, he looks very, very unathletic out there. Yeah. Um, I still like watching that video of him falling on his face. I, oh, I, I watch it sometimes before I go to bed. <laughs> Just get a good laugh in. Uh, you know? Oh, yeah, for sure. Uh, all right. So at the RB position, I said to start DeAndre Swift. He did it in garbage time, and I'll take it. It's an RB10 performance in PPR. Uh, and I said to sit Miles Gaskin who decided that he was going to show up and score two TDs and be the number three overall on the week. Yeah, that was uh, crazy, that was, man. <laughs> that crazy. was uh, that was very interesting to see that because he scored 30 something, I think 33 fantasy points and not a single person benefited from that. <laughs> like, I'm pretty yeah. sure he was benched by everybody. Like every, oh yeah, every fantasy football podcast, Article analyst, freaking, we told you to sit them. Everyone told mm-hmm. you to sit them, and if you did, we all apologize. A collective apology. Actually, you know what? I don't think we. Well, do. I don't think we should apologize. You know, I take that back. We shouldn't apologize. No, the process you, you was can't right. Really apologize. He had I ten mean, targets. He did, he did it all he through did. the passing the, game. The week before, he only had two attempts, no targets. Um, you know, and it's. The 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 process of what happened with Miles Gaskin this past week was the fact that he was like the lone man standing. It was him and Waddle and Gesicki. You know, we had no, no all of our pass catchers were out. Um, you know, they were going to have to move the ball. So they're playing against Tampa, which that was a pretty close game until the very end. Like that fourth quarter is where we lost that game, like very handedly. But it was pretty close all the way through halftime and some of that third quarter. And then all of a sudden, like, Miles Gaskin, 10 targets. Like, I think that that came from just the lack of options on the team. Like, the ball had to go somewhere, and they had to pass because they were down. Hmm. So, I I see it. I get it. Um, I think when – if the Dolphins come back to full health, I don't see him performing like this, and I think he's going to start being that sit. This was just one of those freak games that that happens. Like nobody picked up David Njoku and played him, and he was a tight end one on the week, you know. So um, just freak things happen sometimes. But I, I just think the process was right, man. He still had five carries for twenty five yards. It's it was the uh, receptions and the two TDs that got him. Um, all right, so wide receiver. I called Emmanuel Sanders to be a top 20 wide receiver. He finishes wide receiver 16. Um, Allen Robinson, I said to sit him. He was a wide receiver 61 on the week. Uh, Allen Robinson, man, uh, full-blown panic alarms going off. Uh, If you drafted him, he's most likely hurting your team, and you're worried because you can't really even get anything for him if you trade him. It's yeah. gonna be very, very hard to get some. He's he's a solid hold right now. Yeah, it's it's interesting. Um my start of the week was Dallas Goddard tied in 30. That did not go as planned. And Mike Sicky was my sit of the week, which was the tight end 17. I think you should take that. Uh, I think that's a good that's yeah, a good call. I'll take that. 
Uh, especially with the tight end landscape, you're not looking streamers, man. You you at least want that top twelve. Yeah. Uh, DST, I said to start New England, and apparently Davis Mills came to play and decided that he was going to show Bill Belichick that, that he could throw the ball to nobody because they don't buddy outside of Brandon Cooks, and he had a horrible day. Uh, defense, 17. And then my kicker that I recommended was Tyler Bass, and he finishes a kicker, 16. Yeah. So not the best week, not the best week, but I did have some wins in there. Um, you know, I, I think it was overall, I got I got most of my sits right besides the whole Miles Gaskin deal, but, you know. <laughs> oh, at least you can feel better that everyone in the industry told everyone to sit Miles Gaskin. So <laughs> Exactly, um, man. You know, you shouldn't feel too bad about that. So, all right, uh, you ready to talk some start sit? Let's talk about yes, positions. Sir. Right, let's get into it. I'm ready to go in, coach. Just give me a chance. I know there's a lot riding on it, but it's all psychological. Dude, I went to a rock concert on Saturday night, and yeah. it was incredible. I love live music. Heck yeah, man. And that, I don't That's know, awesome. that just that that drop right there really just like brought me back, brought me back to the <laughs> energy of the crowd. It was that same venue we went to to see that one band a while ago that you went with us. Um, oh yeah, the House of Blues. The House right? of Blues, yeah. Uh, yep. Very small, very small, and uh, they required us to wear masks the whole time. It was really weird. Oh wow. Uh, I think it was mostly because it was an indoor one. Because we went to a concert, we yeah. saw Maroon Five a couple weeks ago, and they were uh, they didn't require masks, but you did have to have like a negative COVID test and stuff. So it's a weird, it's a different time we live in now, man. Versus uh, yeah, dude, before. So we definitely try to stay away from the huge crowd in the middle, but it was still a great show. So uh, anyway, off nice. topic a little bit, but uh, start sit week six. Let's start with the quarterback position. Top five got wow, sorry. Top five guys. Do you have any reservations about Josh Allen, Patrick Mahomes, Lamar Jackson, Tom Brady, Kyler Murray? Um, no, I don't. Uh the only worry that I have is the shoulder of Kyler Murray. So I kind of want to look into that a little bit more and and see how he practices throughout the week. 100% monitor that closely. Yeah, see if that's actually something to be worried about or if this is just precautionary measures. Yeah. Um, But, yeah, I I mean, all these guys have really good matchups, dude. Um, You know, the Chargers, uh, the Cleveland Browns were just able to put up 40 points move the ball for 500 yards against the Chargers. So I, I think Lamar's going to be able to do good things in that game. I think he's going to have a high-scoring game. I think uh, I think Mahomes is going to continue to dominate due to the fact that their defense is not that is not good at all, and they're going to get bleed points defense. So Mahomes is just going to have to keep, you know, doing Mahomes things. So this may be a yeah, low-hanging fruit. This may be a low-hanging fruit to say, but I think I've been saying it for a little bit, and I think I have. A, I obviously have a bias because I'm a Tampa fan, but Kansas City is not a great football team. I'm just going to throw that out there. They have a great quarterback, a great tight end, and a great receiver, and that's it. Like, I'm sorry. Oh, they're, yeah. They're, yeah. Their defense is horrible. Their offensive line, yeah, they beefed it up, and it's great and all, but they don't commit to the running game at all, so it's kind of 
pointless to like say that that's a strength now because they're just going to throw the ball anyway. So I think that they're they have a lot of holes on that team, and like Mahomes is going to have to do some crazy stuff on in the back half of this season to even get them into the playoffs. Like, let alone yeah, to the I Super Bowl. That, yeah, I think that Patrick Mahomes for the past couple of years has has masked some of that stuff up. Oh, it's a, it's uh, amazing what holes. it's amazing what a good quarterback can do for your franchise. So. Yeah, exactly. Like you know, so I I just. I agree with you. I think that they they do have some issues, and they're gonna have to figure it out pretty quick. Because man, they they fixed their offensive line, but that defense is is gonna cost them to, you know. And if people can try to start figuring out how to slow down their star guys, then they are definitely in some trouble. Yeah. All right, Justin Herbert, Jalen Hurts, Dak Prescott, Matthew Stafford, Aaron Rodgers. I think if you have all those guys, you're playing them. Despite the matchup, oh, yeah. I don't think that there's really a reason to sit any of them. I mean, Jalen Hurts was pretty bad through three and a half quarters of the game against Carolina. Still ended up with 22.9 fantasy points, all because of that rushing ability and getting those two rushing touchdowns. So that rushing baseline, yeah, man, that's uh, that's going to help him out. rushing floor is what's going to produce him very high numbers this yep. year. All right, how are you feeling uh, about fire him up? How are you feeling about Kirk Cousins against Carolina? I, I don't like what I've seen the past couple of weeks, man. And it, it looks like he's, you know, he's, he's hurting your team. If you, if you got him out there and, and that's your, your guy, uh, 11 points and 14 points from your quarterback position is not going to do it. And Carolina's defense is pretty good, man. Um, uh, it, it's, it's difficult, man. It depends on your situation. I would say, you know, if, if you got somebody on your waiver wire, maybe I would look to pivot a little bit. He's got great options. Um, you know, I, I just don't know. I mean, this is just two straight weeks. I don't, I don't know if it's two bad weeks and they're going to turn it around and, and, you know, that offense is going to start clicking again. But it, it's looked pretty rough, man, for Kirk Cousins. Yeah, he had a solid start to the season, 22 fantasy points each of the first three weeks, a minimum of 22 fantasy points each of the first two weeks, and then 11 and 14 the last two. So, yeah, definitely been a, a you know a downward trend for Kirk Cousins. Uh, let's talk about Ryan Tannehill, Joe Burrow, Carson Wentz, Tyler Heineke. Are you any guy in this kind of range right here where you're – really confident in or you know anybody that stands out like a sit or 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 even a start like who who's jumping out at you in this range right here um yeah dude i got two guys jumping out at me man joe burrow has looked phenomenal i know he just had that throat contusion and and stuff like that and if he can't talk i they're gonna find another way to to communicate um you know they're they're playing detroit it's it's in a dome it, you know, I, I just think Joe Burrow, I think Joe Mixon's going to be a little bit um, limited again. I don't think he's going to see his full workload and what he was, and rightfully so. I think that they should, you know, if they have a way to limit him and, you know, prolong his season, I think they should do that. And uh, Joe Burrow's going to be beneficiary of that, man. Uh, I don't think anything's wrong with how he throws. I think it's just, you know, his voice right now. So 
if they can figure out how to communicate and everything's firing on all cylinders, he's got some great passing options. And, uh, yeah, I, I like Joe Burrow. And a sneaky streamer this week, man, is Taylor Heineke against Kansas City. We just talked about it. Uh, Kansas City's defense is very bad. You know, they're letting up a lot, a lot of points. And Taylor Heineke, he, he likes to take a chance. I like how he's playing out there. He had a he had a bad week last week, but you know, he's bold, he's taking chances, he's he's trying to fit it in the pocket, he's he's targeting his guys. Um and, and I like what he does. And he and he has a little bit of a rushing, you know, floor. Like he he is a little bit mobile, so he can he can get it done on there as well. So Taylor Heineke is a good streamer this week if you're in that category of fantasy options. Uh, let's just jump straight into it, man. Professional segue. He, uh, Taylor Heineke is my start of the week at quarterback. Um, Kansas City is the worst against opposing quarterbacks, giving up 28.1 fantasy points per game. Washington's defense is equally as bad, leading to a negative game strip game script, I think, for the Washington football team. They'll be chasing points in this one. I think, uh, you know, Mahomes is going to do work against this defense, and that's going to lead to uh, Heineke having to throw a lot. And I think, uh, especially with the matchup here, I agree. Heineke is a solid stream. He has at least five rush attempts the last three weeks uh, and 40 yards the last two weeks, man. Uh, He did have two interceptions last week, didn't throw a passing touchdown, but I expect that to change with the positive matchup here this week. Hopefully he can get it done. Uh, I'm going to roll with Taylor Heineke as my start of the week. Awesome, awesome, man. Yeah, my start of the week is going to be Joe Burrow, man. Uh, I'm really excited of how he's been playing. It looks like that he's recovered very well from that nasty, nasty injury that he had last year, and he he is playing lights out. Him him and Jamar Chase have a great connection. Um, I know, myself included, a lot of people were – kind of down on how the preseason went and how how that looked but man if you took your shot on jamar chase he he looks really really good and yeah man i think joe burrow it is he's lighting it up right now and if joe Mixon's not going to get his full workload they're going to rely on the arm of joe burrow a little bit more all right my set of the week ryan Tannehill against buffalo Buffalo is first against opposing quarterbacks. They're only giving up 10.6 fantasy points per game to the quarterback position. The Titans will be chasing points just like just like the Washington football team. The Titans should be chasing points in this one. They're really not built to do this, to come from behind and uh, have to score a bunch of points uh, via the air. I don't think they're going to be able to run the ball as much as they want to uh, with Derrick Henry. So you, know, you may see... A, a down game from Derrick Henry. Obviously, I'm not. I would never say to sit Derrick Henry because that's just not uh, smart analysis. But uh, yeah, I think Tannehill is going to have a rough game, man. I, I just don't think that. Uh, I mean, if you if you look at Buffalo over the first uh, five weeks of the season, they've given up. They have three games where the quarterback finished 29th, 31st, and 32nd in in uh fantasy scoring so uh and all three of those are under 13 fantasy points so they did give up a top 10 performance to taylor heineke in week three but uh, man it's not looking good for Tannehill. not looking good for him at all so i'm gonna sit Tannehill and uh look to pivot to somebody else 
All right, man. All right, cool. Um, you know, before I give my sit of the week for the quarterback, I know we do a couple of these every week, Derek. So I'm going to ask you a couple start sit questions. Um, same game. Would you rather start Sam Darnold, Kirk Cousins? Um, give me Sam Darnold and a bounce back. Sam Darnold. Okay. Uh, what about Kirk Cousins or Trevor Lawrence against Miami? Oof. Uh, that's actually that's pretty easy for me. I'm going Kirk Cousins on that one, uh, and I'll you'll know more in a little bit why I'm not high on right. Jacksonville this cool. week. Um, let's go Ryan Tannehill or Sam Darnold. Sam Darnold. Tannehill's my start sit of the week, man. Okay. I'm not riding yeah, Tannehill yeah. at all. Yep. Cool. All right. Yeah, I just wanted to get a little bit into that range because I know I, we were talking a little bit about Kirk Cousins and everything. So. Uh, my sit of the week this week, man, is going to be Justin Fields against Green Bay. Uh, Fields looked like he had gotten a little hurt or whatever and, and came back in. They're facing Green Bay, not the toughest defense. I know that they're Green Bay's without their uh, star cornerback. But, I mean, this offense just does not look good, man. It looks rough. Um, and they also had... Uh, Allen Robinson, who did not practice this week, dealing with an ankle injury, or yesterday, he did not practice. He had an ankle injury, and Mooney, with a groin injury, uh, had a limited practice. So two of his top options might be either not there or limited this week. Plus, it's just a struggling offense. I, I'm going to go ahead and sit Justin Fields. I know a lot of people were kind of high on him. Uh, coming in, he's finally taking over, but I'm going to go ahead and sit him this week if you got him. Yeah, I would too. I would too. I agree with this take. All right, let's talk some running backs. I know – I think last week we changed the format of this a little bit and we went with more of a who would you rather start because, again, I think if you have a running back that's going to be a starter – for their team, you're not benching them. I just think that that's, there's just no way, you know, there's no way. I really don't think it really, it it depends on the matchup either. Like you're going to have to play pretty much everybody. So when we recommend you sit a running back, it's more of a adjust your expectations, I think. So that's probably the best way to look at it. Uh, So without further ado, let's just, do you want to just skip the top? Like, I don't know. 12 to 20 guys like you're starting all of these guys right like there's yeah in, in this you know rb1 rb2 range of guys the top 24 man the way this landscape has the running back landscape has has looked it's been rough man it's been very very rough and you you had to you know adjust your expectations for some of the guys maybe make a move get a guy on the waiver wire or whatever um you're pretty much starting all these guys. Um, you know, I would, I see a couple guys here down below where it's that duo in the Denver backfield. Um, if Melvin Gordon, for some reason, can't play this week, then Javante Williams takes a shot up for me, man. He's they're playing the Raiders. Uh, I know they got a decent, you know, a decent uh, front seven and, and some pass rush and stuff like that up there. But I think Javante Williams is will 
be more than capable enough to have a good fantasy week if it's just him in the in the backfield. Yeah, I agree with that. I like Javante Williams. I think just the fact that Melvin Gordon is there is holding him back a little bit. But if he does miss, then I'd be willing to throw him in there. The Raiders are actually a good matchup against running backs, man. They're actually 24th uh, against opposing running backs, giving up 24.1 fantasy points per game to the position. So I think it's a good matchup regardless. And if Melvin Gordon's down, Javante Williams skyrockets from, you know, a, a high-end RB3 up into the maybe even a high-end RB2 because, you know, he's looked really good when he's had opportunities to run the ball. So I like that here. Yep. Um, all right. I'm going to give you a question right here. Uh, the two waiver wire pickups of the week. Would you rather start Devonte Booker or Daryl Williams? Uh, I am willing to start Daryl Williams due to the fact of a couple things. One, the matchup Daryl Williams is playing Washington and apparently in 2021, the Washington football team lost their defense as well, and they have one of the worst defenses out there right now. Uh, I don't know what the heck happened to that defense, but uh, it is not the same dominating defense that it was last year. And two, there is a lot of injuries in New York right now, man. And I don't know how well this team's going to look, especially if they don't have Daniel Jones and they're playing the Rams, I think it's going to be a rough week for Devontae Booker, man. I really do. I know he's going to probably get, you know, he's going to have a lot of opportunities, but I just don't see a path where he finishes as an RB2. Yeah, I mean, looking at, if you look at the Rams as a defense, I mean, they're they're middle of the pack against opposing they running are, backs. Yeah. So, you know, I don't. I don't want anybody to think that they are this crazy good match or crazy bad matchup against running backs. I mean, they're giving up twenty one point four fantasy points per game to the running back position. And if Devontae Booker is going to get all of that work, I mean, it's. I think he's still a good play. Uh, but I do agree that if Daniel Jones is not the starting quarterback and they don't have the threat of, you know, throwing the ball all over the place then, yeah, I mean, the Rams can focus in on Devontae Booker, and it could be a tough day for him. So um, in this situation, I'm going to say yes, but I'm still going to stick with the Devontae Booker will see more volume. And I think, yes, uh, Darrell Williams has a good matchup against the Washington football team, who are 19th against opposing running backs. And they've given up two top 12 finishes the last two weeks, two opposing running backs. And one of those was against Atlanta, who, like, you can't really tell me who's the RB one in that group, uh, but Cordell. <laughs> yeah, uh, him and Mike Davis, man. But uh, I just don't think this offense is going to go through Daryl Williams. I really don't, and I don't know. I don't think it's. Gonna I think Jarek McKinnon is going to be on the field. It goes though. through. Jarek McKinnon is going to be on the field Patrick way more Mahomes. than people think. Yeah, it's going to go. It goes through Patrick Mahomes, even if Clyde's on the field. And the thing was is yes, that Clyde doesn't get. Has, has yet to receive 20 opportunities in a game. Devontae Booker came in after Saquon went down and got 20 opportunities. So that's all, that's all I'm saying, man. Volume is king in fantasy football. and It is, and I just I think it's don't close. like the, the, how the Giants are in shambles right now. I feel like if the Giants were kind of at full strength and you know Saquon had gone down and Devontae Booker's taking over Saquon's role, 
that it would be a different story. And I would okay, well, how about this? What if what if Daniel Jones clears concussion protocol? He's progressing. Well, didn't they lose like four of their like didn't they lose a good chunk of their offensive line as well? Yeah, during that game when he had 20 opportunities yeah. and finished as a respectable running back. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, they did. So okay, he's still well. produced. But uh no, I I I hear you. I mean, I think Darrell Williams is probably gonna be better because they have more opportunity to score points i don't know how well the rams offense is going to look but uh you know they need daniel jones man so okay let's go with all right uh talk to me about the buffalo running backs what about devin singletary and zach moss i think we have this conversation every single week um i think zach moss looks a little bit better right now i think he's more of the the guy that's getting the early down work if they have any early down work because Josh Allen's just throwing the ball um, all over the place. So uh, which one would you rather start? Which one would you rather have uh, in your lineup for this week against uh, Tennessee? If I had to start any this week, I, w- I would go ahead and start Zach Moss. Mm-hmm. I think he's getting the majority of the work. Against Tennessee, I expect Buffalo to be up quite a bit, and maybe Zach Moss falls into a couple more opportunities. Uh, you're just kind of playing the matchup in this one. I mean, it's not the best pick, but you're 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 hoping for something. Any uh, RB3s uh, that you're looking to maybe flex this week? Uh, Jamal Williams sitting there at uh, currently right now is RB31 in projections. Uh, he, they're playing Cincinnati. So, you know, I, I think Cincinnati would be able to score in Detroit pretty easily. And, and Jamal Williams and DeAndre Swift both see a decent amount of target share. So, I mean, Jamal Williams, I think, is a, a decent flex play for me. Um, and then, you know, just kind of, kind of keep an eye on the whole Dalvin Cook thing again. I mean, obviously, if Dalvin Cook's out, Alexander Madison's a smash start. Um, and then the only one that's, I, I mean, you're gonna have to call your shot on this one, and I know that it might be kind of rough, but uh, Khalil Herbert did receive 18 carries. Um, you know, I, it's a very, very small sample size. You don't know what's going to happen. You don't know if he's going to go out and get that again, but if you're in a pinch and you know, if somehow you, you picked up Cleo Herbert, but you're, you're hurting on bye weeks, like maybe you don't have a Camaro or, or a Patterson or something like that. Um, maybe Cleo Herbert could do something. I, I don't know, but I mean, he did have 18 carries last week and I don't think that was a fluke. Um, I'm going to disagree with uh, with that one a little bit. Uh, I'll give you a little bit of pushback. Uh, Cleo Herbert did have 18 carries. I'm not going to deny that. All right. Uh, the majority of his carries did come in the second half when they were leading big and they were trying to salt the game away. I don't think they have that same game script against Green Bay. I think they chase points, and Damian uh, Williams is the better pass catcher uh, as far as running backs go. So uh, I think if you start Cleo Herbert, chasing those 18 carries, I think you're going to be disappointed because they did that with, with a positive game script. And I think Green Bay puts up easily 35 points in this game. And I think Chicago is chasing them the whole day. So I think I would just tread lightly. I would, you could start them if you're super desperate because I mean, that, and that that's what I'm saying. Like, super like I would have to be like, like super desperate. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I mean, like only running back on the right roster now. desperate. Well, I mean, there's teams out there right now that, you know, they're like, I have a, a league where 
I drafted Kamara and Mike Davis, you know, and they're both on bye weeks this week. Like it's, you know, it's rough. Like if you haven't been able to get some of these guys off waivers or whatever, you know, I'm just saying there's a possibility he could see some of a decent workload this week and it could help you out in a flex option. All right. My start of the week at running back is James Robinson. James Robinson against the Miami Dolphins. Miami is second worst at stopping opposing running backs, giving up 25 points per game to the opposing running back position. Uh, They've given up three top six running back performances, and those names are Peyton Barber, Leonard Fournette, and Zach Moss. So James Robinson is easily head, shoulders, knees, and toes above those three guys. So I'm perfectly fine firing him up against the Miami defense. It is 100% the only Jaguar I would be willing to play this week. So if anybody's got start-sit questions for me or for this podcast in general, at least I'm, well, I guess just for me, if anybody has start-sit questions about the Jaguars, I'm probably going to tell you to sit them unless it's James Robinson. So I think it's a smash play, and they've given up three top six performances, like two pretty subpar average running backs and yeah i think james robinson gets gets it done this week yeah that's a good call man miami's just been bleeding out uh points to the running back position they've been getting gashed on the ground man um start of the week for me is going to be jonathan taylor against houston i think the colts are you know i think houston's gonna be able to i mean we'll see might be able to do a little bit of something, but I think that the Colts are going to have this game in hand a little bit, and Jonathan Taylor's going to see a pretty decent workload and, and be able to do a lot with it. Um, you know, I think he, I, I think he's going to be good. He looked real good against uh, Baltimore. He's, he's looked good the past couple of weeks, so I think Jonathan Taylor has another outstanding week. All right, my set of the week at running back Josh Jacobs against Denver. Uh, again, we're not saying I'm not saying to bench Josh Jacobs. I'm saying adjust your expectations. Uh, I don't think it's going to be a good week for him at all. Uh, Denver's third against opposing running backs, giving up just eight, 11.8 fantasy points per game to the position. They did play Najee Harris, Saquon Barkley, and James Robinson this season. So uh, adjust expectations for Josh Jacobs. I'm not saying to sit him on your bench. I'm saying he's the guy that I'm most worried about in the startable running back range. All right. Uh, My set of the week this week for running back is going to be Miles Sanders uh, against Tampa Bay's defense. Um, Tampa Bay, dude, we we say it every week, man. They stop the run. They stuff the run. You can't run on this team. You're going to have to pass on this team. Thursday night football, I think Miles Sanders is going to be have a very another very quiet game. Uh, I just, I mean, we'll see, man. He's starting to, you know, lose a couple of those targets and to Kenneth Gainwell. I know it didn't happen this week. He actually received five targets this past week, but he had five targets for five catches and six yards. You know, he's not really doing anything with the opportunities that he is gaining, and I think Tampa Bay's defense. He's going to be able to shut that down yet again. So Miles Sanders is going to be my sit of the week. All right, let's talk some wide receivers here. Uh, 
I think with all the bye weeks, I think you can kind of approach the wide receiver position pretty much the same as a, as a running back position. I don't think a lot of people are going to be able to afford to sit a lot of these guys in the top uh, 24. Uh, the closest guy, I think, where you have a decision would be Cole Beasley sitting uh, you know, on Monday night against Tennessee. Uh, Justin, would you be willing to flex Cole Beasley this week in a, it seems like a plus matchup on paper? Yeah, no, I would go ahead and sit Cole Beasley. Uh, it looks like Emmanuel Sanders has firmly supplant, uh, supplanted himself as the number two wideout, and Dawson Knox looks like he is coming into a breakout season. Cole Beasley is kind of looking like the, you know, the aftermath of, you know, maybe the fourth option in, in this offense. And I don't know. I, I just don't like what I'm seeing. I would rather take a shot on somebody else if I could. And, yeah, I would I, I would sit Colby's. All right. Uh, would you rather play Marvin Jones or Jacoby Myers? Marvin Jones against Miami, Jacoby Myers against Dallas. Jacoby Myers. Uh, I predict that Dallas is going to be up in this game quite a bit. And they're just going to have to continue to pass the ball. And that seems like that's Joe uh, Mac Jones' best friend. If healthy, would you rather play Devontae Parker or Jalen Waddell? Um, I'm going to go ahead and say Jalen Waddell, uh, especially if Tua's back because Tua just like to throw to Jalen Waddell like crazy. I would go ahead and say um, Jalen Waddell, I think, Hamstrings scare me, man. Hamstrings scare me really bad. So, and just Devontae Parker wasn't a, a fantasy relevant option to begin with. Yeah. All right. Uh, let's talk about the. I, I agree. Sorry, I'm gonna go. Agree. I, I would start Jalen Waddle over Devontae Parker. Uh, pretty easy decision for me there. Uh, the Bears wide receivers: Allen Robinson, Darnell Mooney. Which one you would you rather roll with? If any, are you looking to start any option in this offense besides the running backs? No, uh, I'm going to sit both those guys. If I if I can, I'm going to sit both these guys. Um, this, this week of bye weeks shouldn't really affect you much to where you have like you have to play Allen Robinson. Like there's not these star studded guys like your most star studded guys that you have are Debo and Calvin Ridley. Um, you know, there's the Jets and the New Orleans Saints don't really have these guys that you're like, oh man, I, I needed him, so now I have to play Allen Robinson. I think you can find another option because right now, man, like I said, it's it's full full blown panic attack for uh Allen Robinson. All right, let's say you have one of those Bears players and you have the option to start Hunter Renfro or Amon Ross St. Brown, who you're rolling with. Oh, man. Um, You have the Raiders playing Denver and Detroit playing Cincinnati. Both look like good matchups on paper, man. Yeah. um, And just for context, Amon Ross St. Brown did have more full PBR fantasy points than Hunter Renfro in week five. Yeah. I'm going to go ahead and take the shot on Amarase Brown. I just don't like the vibes that are happening right now in Vegas with all this John Gruden stuff going on. You don't think they can uh, come together? And, huh? You don't think they can come together? Fight I, through adversity? I don't know. I, I don't know, man. I got to see it. Last week, they, they played pretty bad. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I just, 
I don't know, man. I, I think I would rather take the the chance on Amarase Brown producing a little bit more than Hunter Renfro. All right, let's talk starts and sits. My start of the week at the wide receiver position, Devonta Smith. Tampa Bay is second worst against opposing wide receivers. They're banged up in the secondary still, and uh, Richard Sherman is old. And he's getting burnt left, right, and center. Okay, he is getting worked, and it's uh, it's tough to watch. Uh, You can't run on Tampa, and they need a throw to keep up. I think that uh, this game actually might be a little closer than. I don't actually know what the line is. We'll get down. We'll get down to that when we get to the Thursday night preview. But Devonta Smith is my start of the week. Tampa Bay is decimated at corner, and they need uh, some help. So Devonta Smith has a big game this week. All right, man. Uh, my start of the week is actually the current, I believe, the current number one wide receiver on in fantasy football right now. It is Mike Williams at Baltimore. Yeah, buddy. This, this dude is right now the steal of the draft, hands down. Mike Williams is tearing it up. 16 targets last week. Oh, man. I know that they had to move the ball. They had to throw. They were down a little bit. Um but Mike Williams looks great, dude. And I think against Baltimore, I think both these offenses look good. They can both score. I think it's going to be a little bit high-scoring affair. Mike Williams should have himself another big day. All right, my set of the week at the wide receiver position is Adam Thielen. Carolina is fifth against opposing wide receivers. And I'm just – I'm really worried about Adam Thielen. I, before the season, I was I was really high on him. I was like, man, he's gonna he's gonna be fine. He's gonna be fine. Everyone was freaking out about the lack of red zone targets that or the regression in that in the uh, red zone work that he would get, and it's starting to come to fruition. Man, uh, he lived off of touchdowns last season, um, but he has less than ten red zone targets thus far, and. Yeah, I'm just I'm just starting to get worried, man. It's a bad matchup, and I think that they're starting to lean. The Vikings are struggling on offense. You know, Kirk Cousins we talked about earlier, 14 fantasy points, 11 fantasy points, struggle bus, big time struggle bus. So I'm gonna sit Adam Thielen and try to pivot to somebody else. Yeah, man. Um, the er, the Minnesota Vikings are they're. they're they're struggling right now. So I, I like that call. If we can pivot to somebody else, I would definitely pivot. My set of the week is Marvin Jones Jr. against Miami. Uh, Miami, you know, that defense hasn't looked the best and we have been letting up points, but Marvin Jones Jr. should be seeing Xavier Howard. I think he's going to bounce back after a pretty bad week against Mike Evans. And, you know, we're out in London. It, it's a morning game. It's going to be interesting. On uh, you know that that atmosphere out there is is crazy over in London, but um, I just think that Marvin Jones Jr. You know he had three targets the past two weeks. I think teams are starting to maybe look towards him, and I think Xavier Howard is going to have him locked down most of this game. I don't think he does much this week. All right, uh, tight end position, Justin. Uh, we're rolling Travis Kelsey, Darren Waller, Mark Andrews, rolling all those guys out. No questions asked. Noah Fant. Hawkinson Ertz, I think that's more of a, you know, that's more of a, a range where I'm kind of nervous. How do you feel about those three guys? Is there a guy you would firmly sit or firmly start in that group? 
I I mean I'm a little nervous uh, about Noah Fant. I mean he's you know he only saw four targets last week at three receptions for 20 yards. You know it, it's I, there's some guys out there that that you can stream there a little bit better. Obviously though Noah Fant could get it done. He he is an athletic tight end, um, but that's a guy that I, I I'm kind of fading a little bit just a little bit this week. All right, uh, Dawson Knox. Dalton Schultz, Mike Gesicki, you're firing all three of those guys up, right? Yes. Yep. Uh, Tyler Higby. Hey, what about Hunter Henry? Talk to me about Hunter Henry, man. Uh, 19.5 fantasy points against Houston, 13.2 against Tampa Bay. You know, he's gone up every single week since the season started. How are you feeling about Hunter Henry moving forward? Uh, man, I... I guess you just have to ride this train, man. It, it kind of sucks because I know both you and I were pretty high on Johnny Smith, and you know they gave they went out, got Johnny first, and you know gave him all this money, and and you know Hunter Henry's running more routes. He's he's out there on the field for Mac Jones to pass passing the ball more. So, I mean, if you're streaming tight ends right now, I think that. Hunter Henry could be a good option. They're playing Dallas, so you know they're going to have to pass the ball a little bit more. And I, I think that Hunter Henry could could have you another good game, man. All right, let's talk. Um, do you have anybody else that you uh, kind of want to mention before you get into start sit? Yeah, uh, this is only if uh, Daniel Jones plays, but Evan Ingram, because there's really nobody else there. Uh, you literally have, you know, Kenny Galladay's down, Sterling Shepard, Darius Slayton. We're not sure if they're going to play this week. Um, Kadarius Tony's out here fighting people. No, I'm just showing. He <laughs> he looks really good, but he's the only option, dude. Like outside of Kadarius Tony right now, there's nobody else. Um, you know, you don't know how Devontae Booker is going to look in the backfield, like catching the ball. So I, I just think that. There's going to be a target share for Evan Ingram. I, I, I just I, – there's nobody else to give the ball to, and they're going to have to pass the ball in this matchup. So if Daniel Jones plays, I'm willing to go out there and start Evan Ingram in a in a pinch, man. You got – you know, if, if maybe you were the Kittle owner and, and you lost Kittle, so you, you were able to snag up Evan Ingram, I wouldn't be – I would go ahead and put him out there and, and and be able to start him. All right. Start of the week for me at tight end. I'm I'm just gonna stick with it, man. I had it was my start of the week last week. This week, I uh I need some redemption. So I'm going Mo Alley Cox against Houston. Houston's worst against opposing tight ends. Uh they've given up a top twelve top twelve performance to the tight end position every week of the season so far. Through five weeks. Every tight end they faced has been top 12. So this is my redemption shot. Mo Ali Cox, start of the week, tight end, end of analysis. All right, man. Uh, I am going to go ahead and start Zach Ertz. That is my start of the week. Bold. Yes. Um, Tampa, like we said, you can't beat Tampa on the ground. You beat them through the air. Dallas Goddard will not play this game. He is on the COVID-19 protocol, and I believe he got there on, like, Monday. 
or yeah, I think Monday or Tuesday, he was placed on the COVID-19 reserve list. And there's no way that he's going to be able to be cleared by Thursday or by later tonight. So Jalen Hurts loves his tight ends. He was targeting both of these guys. Uh, it was Devontae Smith, and then it was both these tight ends. And now that only one of them is there, I think he has even a better game. Uh, I think he he easily finishes. I I could see top six tight end this week. Oh, top six. Yeah, I can, right. I can see a path where he's top six. I'm holding you to top six. That's right. you're gonna be off the you're gonna be on the hook, man, for top six. All right, All right uh, my sit of the week at the tight end position is Austin Hooper. The Cardinals are the best defense in the NFL against opposing tight end position, surrendering only four fantasy points per game to that position. Whatever they're doing is working, and uh, you know you probably weren't thinking about starting Austin Hooper anyway. But uh, if you were desperate and you were like, "Oh, this guy could get some targets," nay, sit down, sit Austin Hooper. You probably should just drop him anyway and pick somebody else up to stream. And I suggest Mo Ali Cox not playing Austin Hooper at all. Yeah, man. You know, it's uh like it's go to go from the worst matchup season, to the bro. best matchup. And you Mo Ali Cox is a hundred percent available. <laughs> all right, man. My set of the week is gonna be uh Noah Fant. I'm just fading him a little bit. I I like Teddy Bridgewater as a quarterback. But I just think he can – I think he's good for, like, his first two options. And I think no offense to third option in, in this – um, you know, this is a game that they, you know, could maybe possibly be up. And, you know, they're running the ball a little bit more and, and, and feeding Tim Patrick and Cortland Sutton a little bit. So I, I'm going to fade no fan a little bit. He's in that range, though, where you're probably just starting him anyway. So we'll see. I'm just tempering my expectations no fan. All right, let's talk some DST and some kicker real quick. Then we'll get into the Thursday night preview. Justin, uh, I'll actually let you go first, man. Give me your defense this week. Who are you streaming at the defensive position in week six? Yeah, man, my my defense this week, not really a streamer because they're probably picked up. They've been playing pretty well, but my start of the week is going to be Buffalo against Tennessee. Man, what Buffalo was able to do against Kansas City – uh, they were the, still the number one defense on the week. I think that they're going to be able to find a way to slow down Tennessee and Derrick Henry. And uh, Monday Night Football, hopefully uh, hopefully it comes to fruition and, and Buffalo's a, a good defense. Yeah, I've got Josh Allen on uh, Monday Night in a few leagues. So let's go Buffalo Bills. All right, uh, my start of the week in the defense, defensive position is the Miami Dolphins against the Jacksonville Jaguars. Jacksonville's offense is allowing de- opposing defenses to score 10 points per game. And that's really all you're looking for in the defense- defensive position uh, as like a minimum, right? So if I can get 10 points on my defense, I'm super happy. Jacksonville, you know, Trevor Lawrence does turn the ball over. Not at a, not at a Daniel Jones, Jameis Winston level, but enough to where the defense is going to be good for fantasy so uh and i just picked them up before this podcast record started recording so yeah i'm feeling good go miami go you'll never hear me say that again (laughs) all right uh give me a kicker justin talk to me about all right dude uh this kicker kind of struggled which is a little weird uh from last year because you know that game was awesome on monday night 
but he only finished with three fantasy points last week. But this week against the Los Angeles Chargers, I think Justin Tucker is going to come back and he's going to be very, very good this week. My start of the week is going to be Justin Tucker. All right. Uh, I'm going bottom of the barrel here and I'm going to reach a little bit. All right. I'm going with Evan McPherson, the Cincinnati Bengals kicker. I know, I know, I know he just missed a million field goals last week. He gets redemption this week. The Detroit Lions have given up the number two, number two, and number one finish to kickers through the first five weeks. So fire him up, man. Fire up the rookie kicker. Uh, I have faith that McPherson will get it done. You talking about the guy who celebrated when he thought he made the field goal and missed? Yep. <laughs> yep. No shame. No shame. <laughs> Nothing else to see here. Uh, don't oh, look man. at me. Don't uh, do not tag that old takes exposed thing on Twitter. Okay, <laughs> just leave me alone. All right. If he doesn't come through, don't at me. <laughs> All right. You want to get into Thursday night pre- uh, Thursday night preview? Yeah, man. Let's do it. It's time. Hey, football Thursday. All right. Man. Football. Listen, every primetime, every football game this season football. has been great. I've loved every one of them. Every game I've ever watched, every game that I've watched so far this season has been excellent. And this one is no different. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers, four and one, taking on the Philadelphia Eagles, two and three. Tampa's a seven point favorite, 52 and a half point over under. Uh, Tampa Bay is going to be without yeah. Rob Gronkowski, Levante David, Antoine Whitfield. And Patrick O'Connor and Jason Pierre-Paul. Philly will be without Dallas Goddard and Lane Johnson. Justin, talk to me. Fantasy options in this game. Are you starting everyone but Miles Sanders? Starting everyone but Miles Sanders and Gronk. And okay. oh, I assume that. I assume <laughs> that. Okay. Everyone who is uh, active for this game, you're starting yes, every uh yes, starting them all but Miles yeah. Sanders, right? Uh yeah, so I'm not I'm not gonna be starting Miles Sanders. Like I said, Tampa can be beat in through the air, not really through the ground. I think the ground game, the limited ground game that's gonna happen this week is gonna be mainly Jalen Hurts, maybe getting a couple scrambles here and there. Um you know, yeah, you're gonna fire him up, man. You're, I think you're gonna start your Zach Ertz, your Devonte Smith, your Jalen Hurts. Uh, the other side of the ball, you're, you're gonna start your three wide receivers. All three look like they were being very utilized uh, without Gronk. So uh, you're gonna ride that train until you know until it's you add Gronk. But even even with the addition, all three were able to produce. So um, yeah, I think the. Uh, how how do you feel about the running back situation for Tampa? Are you willing to to fire up Fournette or? Yes, I'm firing up Fournette out of necessity. Uh, I'm not playing anybody else. I'm almost willing to drop Ronald Jones at this point. Yeah, he's he is uh, on the verge of being droppable. Yeah, uh, I, honestly, he's probably already there. But just the way that I manage my teams, I'm just so worried about having running back depth that. You know, next week Ronald Jones could be the guy. 
You know what I mean? So it's really tough for me to drop him at the moment. So if you're going to drop Ronald Jones, wait until right before kickoff of this game so that he's at least safe from anybody else. And then you can play the waiver wire game with him on Tuesday next week. So uh, don't drop him before the game and let somebody else pick him up before this game starts. So that would be my advice with Ronald Jones. Uh, I will say this, though. I do think that Kenny Gainwell is a sneaky play in this game. Um, You're not going to feel good about it because I'm also going to tell you to put him in your RB spot and not in your flex because that's what we do with uh, Thursday night football players. And that is going to feel disgusting uh, putting him up, you know, right next to like your star studded running backs. Right. But miles Gaskin just had 10 targets and produced two touchdowns through the air against this Tampa Bay defense Kenneth Gainwell, that's his role in this offense. Now, I don't think that Miles Gaskin equals Kenneth Gainwell, but I think that there's an op- a chance, there's an opportunity for him to produce in that fashion. I agree with Miles Sanders as your sit of the week at running back, Justin. And I think there's not throwing the ball to, to Miles Sanders. So if they throw the ball to Kenneth Gainwell, I think he has a great game and can produce for fantasy and give you some low-end flex numbers. Yeah, uh, you know, Kenneth Gainwell is a is a sneaky play. You know, he's it, it it's it's gonna take a lot to to put him in there. And you know, I, I didn't like putting him in there last week. You know, Dalvin Cook was a last minute inactive, and you know, my only other option was Kenneth Gainwell at the moment. And I was like, oh, this is rough, dude. But the time where he's on my bench, you know, he puts up a twenty point outing. So. You know, he he has the capability of putting up 20-point outings. I think he's he's had two decent games this year. So maybe he produces, maybe he doesn't. That's that's one of those that you're going to have to call your shot yeah. on, on him. All right. Tampa, seven-point seven favorite. Who wins this game? Uh, it is in Philadelphia? I get that yes. right? All right. Yep. Uh, who wins this game, Justin? Who are you taking? Yeah, I'm going to take the Buccaneers to win this game. Um, I, I I can see them covering. I, I can see like maybe a 10 point win. Uh, I do love the uh, implied team totals. You know, 52.5 point over under. So you know that that just kind of screams fantasy points for you. The higher that over under is, um, I don't know. It's a weird like. You know the Bucks just easily put up forty-five points against the Dolphins. Like, um, so I, I think I would even take the over on this one, but I'm gonna go ahead and take the Bucks. Yeah, I don't have a uh, non-biased opinion on this one. I'm sorry uh, for everybody. I'm taking the Bucks, and you can't stop me. So uh, listen to what Justin said about that, and uh, yeah, I think uh, in all seriousness, though, I think that uh, Tampa does win this game. And the Eagles, I think it's a little bit closer, though. Uh, I do think Tampa can win this game uh, pretty easily. But I also see a world where it's a tighter game than we actually expect. So, um, you know, I don't think taking the Eagles plus seven is a bad bet. But, I mean, Tampa could hang 45 on this team, too. You know what I mean? Yes. And I don't know if Jalen Hurts <laughs> I don't know if Jalen Hurts is going to be able to keep up with that. So... You know, I mean, they they only scored 21 points last week, you know, so, you know, we'll see. I think it's gonna be a good game regardless. Um, You know, Tampa's not a team that blows people out early. So, 
you know, like you were saying with them against Miami last week, Miami was in that game for a while. Same thing with Atlanta a couple weeks ago. They were in the game for a while, but Tampa finds a way to pull away at the end and make these games look lopsided. So I think early on this game is going to be close, and then I think Tampa starts to get it together in the second half and pulls it out. So um, I do take, I am taking Tampa in this game. Shocker, right? Uh, yeah, just a quick reminder, everyone in this game that you're playing is in your is out of your flex position and in your starting, uh, in your positional spots, not the flex, okay? Super important. And then also another reminder is there's a Sunday morning London game this week, the Dolphins and the Jaguars. All those players should be out of your flex as well. Get them into All your position. Two of those players. Yeah, right. Uh, get those guys in, out of your flex and into your positional spots. Do that now before Sunday. Like you don't want to be the one waking up and be like, "Oh, damn, not you know, I had Miles Gaskin in my flex and he's a surprise and active or something." You know what I mean? Like you don't want you don't want that to happen at all to you. So, um, yeah, get them out of your flex. Justin, you got anything else for everybody before we wrap it up? No, man. That was, that was a good one. All right. That's going to do it for us tonight, guys. Thank you all for listening. Go ahead and follow the show on Twitter, on Facebook, Apple, Spotify, Google, everywhere you find podcasts. Links are in the description. Justin, take us away, man. All right, guys. That is our Start Sit Show for week six. We appreciate you all tuning in, showing the love, showing the support. We just try to get better every, every week. For Derek, I'm Justin, we're the Pigskin Champs. See you.